Welcome to the Fit Fact King podcast, where we share the experiences of athletes, personal trainers, and health coaches. We talk about their struggles, mindset, habits, motivation, and most importantly, why they started. If you're looking to optimize your health, then this is the podcast for you. In a world of misinformation, get the facts about getting fit with your host, Amar Graywall. Hello and welcome to the brand new episode of the Fit Fact King. Today, I want to introduce you guys to a special person, why I approached her and what I liked about her. When I came across her profile on Instagram, I just loved her energy. I got the feeling that she would be the perfect person for my podcast. Her name is Alicia and Alicia is a health and fitness coach for busy female professional. She also specializes in working with women who are busy having kids or have kids, but still want to prioritize their health and fitness. She started coaching for about a year ago, but she knows what she's doing. I loved talking to her, knowing she has this mindset of growing and helping others to grow. Please welcome Alicia. Hello and welcome, Alicia. Welcome to my podcast. Hi. So how's your day been so far? Is it morning or is it evening there? It is evening for me here. It's about 7 p.m. Yep. Uh, it's morning here. What <laughs> of a time reference, but that's okay. So, Alicia, um, I know you are a coach. You say you're a head coach. So, tell us about your like. Tell us about yourself for a beginning. Yes, um, I am head coach of Let's Grow Girls One on One Coaching, or LGG for short. Um, I have been on Instagram for about two years now, coaching for a little over a year, um, and I mainly work with CEOs and entrepreneurs, mainly women, to help um, grow their muscles and grow themselves as a person. Um, so that's really what I focus on, and I'm very passionate about health and fitness. So it's really a dream come true for me to be doing what I'm doing. Perfect. That's nice, isn't it? When you're helping others. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so let's just start with the, your experience, because I know you're new in industry. And then how are you feeling in this industry, you know, where there are millions of personal trainers? And then do you get any so st- stupid questions or weird questions when someone asks you about okay, someone's doing this. Can't I do that? Like when you, when you give them program, I'm sure they will come back to you, um, some different sort of answers. Yes. So a lot of times our clients will come into the program and, um, they will have to unlearn a lot of things that they learned from diet culture, right? We were taught on the internet that we have to have abs to be healthy. We have to try the new fad diet, keto, whatever to lose weight, but that's simply just not the case. (laughs) So we teach teach our clients how to um, obtain sustainable health and fitness so that when they leave our program, they're able to continue their health and wellness journey for the rest of their lives, right? It's meant to, um, put them in a place where they never have to hire another coach or buy another program. They're able to learn the knowledge, um, unlearn some of the things that they've been taught in the past from uh, toxic diet culture and such on the internet um, and go forward and be healthy for the rest of their lives. Uh, so that's, that's our yes, program. I like the part like unlearn because that's the hardest part for anyone to do that. <laughs> once you've been told a long time ago and then you're repeating that process for a really long time it's hard to unlearn 
Yes. <clears throat> Agreed. Um, so what have you learned from your clients? I have learned that um, <laughs> just to keep spreading information because sometimes I think, oh, everybody knows what a macronutrient is. I don't need to put that out there. But again, that's simply not the case. A lot of people have never heard of a macronutrient or even a micronutrient. They don't know what that is. So I've learned that even just basic information is very valuable for a lot of people. Um, and just sticking to that and educating people, no matter how small it seems to me. Exactly. Yeah. I've been doing this a while, but um, since it seems bigger to me, it's, you know, it's not as yeah. big to the average everyday person. Yes. Yeah. Because the thing is with every everyday person, average person does not do the macros or that much training to keep right. in control. <laughs> it's right. only who uh, yeah. people like us, I think, will do that. <laughs> <laughs> so with your, um, let's start with your, um, so do you do this full time? Yes. So I was a teacher before, so okay. I'm a, I'm a teacher. teacher? <laughs> I'm a teacher by nature. Um, I was a sixth grade uh, and seventh grade middle school English teacher for two mm. years. So, yep, that was that was my journey before I became a coach. But I think a lot of it translates over because I'm still teaching, just teaching to adults now about health mm -hmm. and fitness. So. Yep. How did that go with the teenager teaching? Uh, <laughs> very interesting. It taught me a lot about patience. life. It taught me a lot about patience. Oh, yes. <laughs> Lots of patience. They're very um, needy. We'll say that. Yeah. <laughs> But exactly. I hear you. I, I loved it. <laughs> it taught me a lot of things. I loved it. What's your uh, What's your daily um, routine as a personal trainer from morning to night, like from start to the end? Give us a Give us a highlight on that. Yeah. So each day looks a little bit different depending on my calls. Um, I have clients all over the U.S. Um, I have had a few outside of the U.S., which is really cool, um, making an impact all over the place. But um, since we're in different time zones, sometimes I have meetings at various times throughout the day. But generally, I start the day by um, meditating, reading, and focusing on myself. So I start the day with me. That way I feel like I'm set for the day. I go to the gym, I meditate, I eat breakfast. I focus on me for about an hour. And then at around 9 a.m. to around noon, that's when I'll usually do a lot of my client calls, depending on, again, depending on the different time zones. And then eat lunch, of course. Preparing lunch and having a healthy meal is not easy. It takes easy. time. <laughs> <laughs> um, so there's that. Take take a walk, go eat some lunch because working from home, I got to get a walk in, got to get some movement in. Um, and then the rest of my afternoon um, from about, I would say, one o'clock to maybe five o'clock, it's just working on my social media, um, working on lead generation and getting new clients, uh, following up with current clients. And checking in with them, um, checking in on their progress and communicating with the current clients that I have, building rapport with the people on my social media, creating content, um, really just that part of my day yep. is, yep. is content. That's a, that's a very, I think, uh, common 
day for a personal trainer, isn't it? That's just uh, like a normal process of doing. So with the, with the tracking, when you said tracking, how do you track your clients' results? Like, is it the app you use or is it just they send you photos or what, what do they do? Yes. Yeah, so we have our own app through Trainerize um, that they're able to track their progress photos and their body stats every weekend. So every Saturday, our clients submit their progress photos. They take three, one from the front, one from the side, one from the back. And then they also do their body measurements. So they take a measuring tape and measure their um their hips, their arms, the various different areas so that we can track that as well. And then of course the scale, um, we don't really like to rely too much on the scale just yeah, because I was gonna say a, lot that, yeah. our, <laughs> a lot of our clients are building muscle. Um, and the scale is not always going to be the best indicator, especially if you are putting on muscle, um, or even in some cases when you're losing weight, the scale is not the best measurement of your progress. So, yeah. Because I use, I don't usually um, do the scales. Like um, I would say, like don't worry about the scales. Just look at yourself in the mirror. <laughs> exactly. Just, you know, just take photos weekly, and then you'll see the progress in the photos. Exactly, I agree completely. What's the best way to um, motivate your clients if someone's really um, not into it? Like if someone's coming in the morning, like if I wake up in the morning and say, like, I don't feel like doing training today. Have you ever had that experience? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Um, in, in our program, we, um, we focus on the basics. We, we do a lot of compound movements um, and teach our clients how to train under a barbell a lot of the times, uh, unless they're an older client, then, you know, that's a different case. But a lot of our clients do train under a barbell, do a lot of heavy compound movements. Um, and... I lost my train of thought. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Um, so motivating them to keep going, even though the program, sorry, even though the program is relative, stays relatively the same um, and they're just progressively overloading over time, um, getting them to stay motivated really comes down to their why. So when we have a client that's falling off track or they're unmotivated, whatever, for a week or a day, I always ask them, why did you start this program? Why, why do you want to be better? And they might say, oh, I want to lose weight. Why? I want to lose weight. So I look better. Why? I want to lose weight so I can feel more confident. Why do you want to feel more confident? Because I want to have a better relationship with my spouse. Why is it important for you to have a better relationship exactly. with your spouse? Everything you comes to why. So I, I usually say the five whys. I ask them why five different times. And usually you get a really deep understanding of why they are training and why they want to get to that goal. So as I was saying before, a lot of our program is very basic. It's a lot of compound movements. It's the plan stays pretty much the same from week to week, except for adding sets and reps or adding intensity, adding progressive overload. So um, what I'll do is once I find that why, let's say they want to keep up with their children, I will name the workout, like do this for your children or something motivational about their why. I'll put it in like the details of their workout so that they're referring back to it and seeing that as they're going through the workout. That's a good way to do it, I guess, because, uh, you know, once uh, once they, they get back into the why, that just uh, pushed them back into the training as well. 
Yes, agreed. There's always a deeper are you, one. Are you also a nutrition or just uh, just a trainer? Yes, I also train on nutrition as well. Um, I, we give our clients custom macros when they enter into the program and coach them on, teach them what macros are first and foremost, because a lot of our clients have never heard of macronutrients, have never tracked them before. A lot of people usually tell me that they've tracked calories, but not macros. So we educate them on what macros are, why it's important to track your macros. Um, and once they get a hand of tracking their macros and get on track with that, start seeing some progress, then we focus on micronutrients as well, right? How much potassium, sodium, these types of things, how many, how much vitamins are you eating in a day? Can we make that better? Right. So we focus on the basics first, then like once they get consistent with the basics, then move into more um, intense things like the micronutrients, vitamin A, vitamin B, um, start getting into more of like holistic health. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's a better one. I think I might have a few clients for you then. (laughs) (laughs) Um, when when you, when you, um, speak to someone about this whole program and do you ever, um, ask the question, how are you sleeping or what's your daily routine looks like? And, and what do you think is the, um, effects or benefits of sleeping less or more? Oh, sleep affects a ton of things. Um, Sleep affects your hormones, your recovery rate, um, your hunger levels throughout the day, um, your stress, your emotion management. It affects literally everything. So that's why I think a lot of people overvalue um, things like energy drinks and pre-workout and caffeine pills and tea and coffee. But in reality, what our culture needs and specifically what people who work out need is more sleep. (laughs) (laughs) So a lot of people go for the quick fix. They want their caffeine, right? And there's nothing wrong with caffeine to use it as a tool. Um, But I would recommend before investing in any sort of supplement to just nail down the basics, sleep eight to 10 hours a night, and then see how you feel. This CEO professionals you're talking about, would they ever get 10 hours sleep, you think? <laughs> oh, yeah. So that is, that's a tough one with CEOs and professionals because as a CEO, as a business owner, an entrepreneur, they are people that are constantly working on their business. They're, they're up late, um, grinding, focusing on growing their brand, their business, whatever it might be. So it is very hard <laughs> for some of our clients to feel like they can rest. But I always try to remember, I always try to remind them rather that they come first, right? You are the face of your business without you being, without you as the CEO being in good health and feeling good about yourself. Um, your business is not going to do well, right? The face of it all. So you got to take care of yourself first because taking care of yourself is literally taking care of your business when you are the owner. 100% true, yes. And because for me, I don't sleep more than six hours. <laughs> and if I sleep more than six hours, I get headaches. Oh, wow. See, yeah, I think it's also different. It varies from person to person. Um I am, I'm pretty similar. I like to sleep anywhere from six to eight hours. If I sleep more than that, it's like, Ooh, no. Um, but if I sleep any less than six, 
not a fan of that. Either. So I think everyone yeah, has. You their feel that you feel that in your in your uh, training. You feel that oh, yeah. every day, whatever you're doing, you feel that that you slept that just about last time, and that's just <laughs> taking your energy now. <laughs> yes, agreed. When you were talking about these supplements, how, do you uh, su- uh, suppose uh, you might have some supplements that you recommend to your clients or do you do everything simple, natural things? What do you suggest? Um, I do recommend supplementation, but the first thing I always recommend before supplements is focusing on proper nutrition because a lot of those vitamins, a lot of those, a lot of the energy that these supplements or these vitamins in pill form are going to give to you can also be, um, attained through eating proper nutrition and diet. So (laughs) including more fruits and veggies into your diet. I would start with that first. And then if you find that you are still feeling low energy, you are, um, you know, not feeling full, then maybe you can focus on a supplement. Um, like, I like I think before we talked about this, uh, with the same thing, um, with the professional CEOs who are constantly on the run, it's hard to maintain the level of, you know, the, what we can eat, like sitting in all day at home because you got everything at home. But when you are outside, like I have done this um, in the past three months when I was traveling. So whatever comes at night, like after three, four hours of not eating anything, whatever comes in the front, I'll just eat it because I'm hungry. I'm starving. I've done like a lot of walking three hours or walk. And I know I got to eat something. And if it, there is a, like a large piece of bread. I wouldn't worry about t- taking, ah, is, that's not healthy. But I would say like, let's just eat this and get done over with. <laughs> it, it, I understand this because professionals, they get really busy. I have worked with a lot of professionals in the past. You know, they sometimes don't even eat all day. Oh, yes. Yes. How do you tackle <laughs> that? Um, well, as a professional myself, I, I deal with that too. And it's something that I'm constantly battling. Sometimes it will be like 5 PM and I'll, I'm like, I didn't even eat lunch. Like I, like what happened to the day, you know? So I, I think the number one thing is being able to resonate with my clients and be like, I get it. Let's see what we can do to help. So one thing that I've started doing to remind myself to eat is literally scheduling it into my day, putting it on my Google calendar. A lot yes, of CEO professionals, yep. they have a calendar. They have something where they schedule out their day. So I tell them literally write down, drink water, eat food, eat this meal, right? You have a snack um, because otherwise it's going to be, <laughs> you know, you might get carried away and forget. Yes. Yep. Yeah. And I think the more you leave it on, the more, I think it damages your body when you're not eating anything during all the day because uh, you got to eat something. You got to put something in your body, especially when you're doing some sort of training, some sort of uh, movements for your health. Yes, exactly. Got to fuel our bodies. (laughs) How many people have come to you to lose weight? Um, Any idea? Uh, You You got clients who are losing weight at the moment? Oh, yes. Um, A lot of clients do come to us wanting to lose weight. Um, So we focus on if they if their ultimate goal is to lose a little bit of weight or tone up, as they say, um, we'll focus on cutting first and lose a little bit of that weight and then 
put them into a maintenance phase where they start to build a little more muscle and show that definition or that yeah. tone. Well, so I had a following question for that because that's why I asked you, what are the three key changes that you would tell them that will help them lose weight? I would say proper nutrition is mm-hmm. going to be 80% of your journey. <laughs> um, <laughs> proper nutrition, water intake, because water affects everything, um, including how full you feel. Um, and then sleep. Sleep affects how hungry you are as well. If you find that you're constantly snacking or binge eating, I would I would check out your sleep and make sure that you are sleeping because it does affect your hormones and um, your hormones are what cause you to feel those hunger pangs. So I definitely recommend checking into those three things, nutrition, water, and sleep. That's a good one. Um, I think we did briefly talk about this uh, pandemic thing when we were chatting about this, um, how we started. So you tell me, what are the habits or impacts that have changed people in this pandemic? So some people have gone worse to best or some people have gone best to worst. What do you think has the main effect on that? Like, how do you see this? I think the pandemic was an eye opener for a lot of people. Um, and at first, a lot of people took that as a negative. But I think now that we are two years into it, people are seeing, okay, this actually forced a lot of change, a lot of good change. A lot of people had more time on their hands to start working out, creating healthy habits, cooking meals at home, right? Um, That have translated over into their everyday life now that even though COVID is um, gone, but it settled down a bit, a lot of of the habits that these people created in quarantine are now carrying over into their everyday life because they realized, oh, wow, like if I actually work out, if I eat right, I I feel a lot better. I want to stay this way, (laughs) right? So a lot of people have, continue to do that and i think that's a great thing Mm, it is um have you seen any any um specific or particular changes in someone that you know has changed their life due to pandemic yes definitely um i have a friend that i worked with who um she actually got covid and was hospitalized for a while due to um, lung problems. She has asthma. um, She was hospitalized due to COVID. So she decided to turn her life around and say, I really need to start focusing on my health. That was really scary. I don't want to go through that again. I want to be here for my kids. Right. So it it really forced a change in her life because of um, her getting COVID. Yeah. Okay. Um, Let's just ask you, what's your biggest challenge has been so far in this, uh, in this journey? It could, be, it could be your challenge. It could be your client's challenge. It could be anyone's challenge. But what do you think is the biggest challenge so far? I know it's, it's, it's just the start of your journey. You might have millions of challenges to come. <laughs> but what's been so far? Um, I would say so far, my biggest challenge um is just getting people to unlearn all the things that diet culture has taught us about fitness that we need to 
you know, that we need to go on these extreme diets or have abs to be healthy, or we can't eat fruit because it has sugar. Like, give me a break. Come on. We can't eat fruit because it has sugar. Like, are you serious? Um, (laughs) Just getting people to realize that a lot of what they've heard online might not be true. And they have to be willing to, um, accept that and unlearn that and move on and uh know better so yeah. and i guess <laughs> also to check what your body is reacting how's that reacting to your diet or whatever you're eating you know yes. some people would get fat just drinking water and some people <laughs> would uh, you know you can eat millions of meals a day and then still won't gain <laughs> yep that that comes down to your metabolism and exactly. how your body runs so yeah agreed um also with this uh let's just move a little bit from challenge what's the biggest myth on on in this industry at the moment the biggest what i'm sorry biggest myth what's the biggest myth hmm I would say the biggest myth that I've heard is that women can't uh, weight lift because it'll make them bulky. And that is one thing that I've had to another, another big challenge that I've had with my clients is that they don't want to lift weights. They, they don't want to lift heavy because they think it's going to make them look like a bodybuilder. And yeah. <laughs> the truth is, no, I think we all heard about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, and believe it or not, some people still believe that. So, yes, they do. um, yeah. I think I that's had a client actually thing. last year and she started training. She's like, Oh, I don't want to do this weight training. You know, I said like, why? She said, no, I don't want to look, look, you know, look like a, like a boy. I have big shoulders. I said like, what do you think? You just lift like five kilo or 10 kilo. You're going to have big shoulders. Like I've been training 10 years. Like I haven't got big shoulders yet. <laughs> that's what I always tell my clients. I'm like, girl, I've been training for five years and I'm still not big or manly yeah. and i, <laughs> I and then high. she didn't uh, she, i think she trained for one month because and then i was using more weights and then she said like nah i don't want to do this i said okay no problem see you later <laughs> <laughs> yep, and that's okay um and if my clients are not willing to you know accept that or trust me if they're not willing to trust you as the expert you know that's when you do have to let them go and that's okay yeah yep. um What's your biggest strength? My biggest what now? Strength. My biggest strength as a coach or as a anything, person? Anything. As a person, as a coach? Um, that one's, that's a deep question. Um, <laughs> <laughs> my biggest, I think I'm very just, I'm just very hard on myself. So it's hard for me to think of my strength. Um, I think empathy. I'm, I'm very, uh, empathetic. I'm able to relate to people and put myself in their shoes and say, yeah, wow, you're a busy mom of three and you have, you run a business and you work your nine to five and you're a spouse and all these different things are going on. I can see why fitness is hard for you. Right. So I'm able to put myself in their shoes and, and resonate and work around their schedule, their life. And I think that is one of my biggest strengths as a coach and as a, I mean, a friend, as a person overall. (laughs) So do you have online clients? 
Yes, I have trained a few in-person clients, but that wasn't really my jam. I prefer online clients um, just because I can make a, a bigger impact. I can help more people um, and I can help people from anywhere. Yep. And then what happened if uh, someone's doing the bad technique when you're watching him from your screen and mm-hmm. there is there is no way to tell how to do it properly? How would you how would you tackle that? <laughs> um so I have my clients send me videos of their form and when they do I type out like some cues for that exercise like if they're doing squats and let's say they are letting their back cave in i'll say hey you want to brace your core and keep your spine neutral right so i'll give them that cue to help them fix their form and then if they still don't get it if they record again and they still don't get it if i still see if there's an issue then i will record myself and say and you know, walk them through the process course, and yeah. send them a video of yeah. my form and kind of. I like think that's I... the best way to do it. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> especially for the online clients. <laughs> yes, agreed. Do you do you accept? I mean, expect your clients to perform as you um, as you told them for first few months. Do you expect like to, so if, if you tell them like, you know, I want you to do this in first three months, I want you to be, you know, at this level, would you, and if it doesn't get to that point, um, what do you say to yourself? Like, or what, how do you um, pitch that to your client or to yourself to change that in for future? Um, yes, I do expect my clients to adhere and be compliant. Um, one of the biggest things on your fitness journey is staying compliant and adhering, adhering to a, a fitness program or a nutrition plan that is right for you and your body. Um, and if they don't adhere, if they're not compliant and they don't trust me as the expert, then a lot of times, um, a lot of times I, I'm forced to let them go and, you know, we part ways or if they still want my help and they're, they, you know, want to be more committed in the future. That's when I, that's when I say, okay, well, what is your barrier right now? Like what is, what's stopping you? Is it the lack of time? Is it that you're too busy? Is it that your business is really busy right now? Like what is your biggest barrier and how can we work around that barrier? And then if, you know, if we work through that and it's still not working out, then um, that's when I would let them go. Okay. So let's just say um, once you um, give them the program and they've given you the results, what you expected, um, how do you set their goals or do they ask you or you ask them for the goals? Is there a specific way to um, set a goal for a person who comes in for the first time to you? Yes. So when we start on their journey we first of all ask them what their goals are do they want to lose weight do they want to tone up um because that requires some different workouts depending on their goals so we will take that into consideration once they start to see some progress and let's say they plateau or 
let's say they're leaving the program even, um, before they leave the program, we ask them what their long-term goals are. Um, and if they need support on their long-term goals, then that's how, how we kind of retain them and keep them in our program for more than four months. Um, and a lot of our clients do stay longer than four months. So we have pretty good retention. Um, so we do reconvene after that first four month block of training after they, um, after they've achieved those results, then we go on and say, okay, what can we do for the future? If they don't achieve those results, um, we kind of do the same thing. We kind of say, okay, going forward, how can we, what can we do differently to, um, switch directions and so that we can see those results, um, and, and work with them. So that's kind of how, yeah. how we um, I know you asked this, your clients, so this is, I'm going to ask you now, <laughs> Okay. what was your, why, why did you start this? Originally I started working out because I wanted to look good. It sounds very vain and shallow, but I think that's how a lot of people start out. They want to look, they want to feel confident. Now it's more about being strong and being healthy. I've recognized that looking good is, you know, it's not my ultimate life goal to have abs or to have a certain physique. Um, my goal is just to be healthy so that I can live my life in the best way possible. And what's your uh, short-term goal, goal for yourself? A short-term goal that I have for myself? Um, right now I am in a cut, so I am focusing on losing a little bit of body fat so I can reveal all the muscle that I built in my bulking phase these past few months. So that's my, my short-term goal. Um, for the next like two months, I'll be doing the cut. So I just started. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> so you feel any weakness yet? Yes. I, <laughs> of course, when you're in a cut, you're, you know, sometimes you're not able to lift as heavy and that's yes, normal. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm feeling a little bit weak and having to do cardio has mm. been, has been crazy. I understand that. And uh, so what's your long-term goal? Long-term goals for fitness, at least. Um, I would say just to be healthy. Of course, I want to keep my body in shape and you know, I do want to look good and be confident in myself, of course. But I think my long-term goal is just to remain healthy, keep eating healthy foods. That way, you know, when I'm a mom in the future, I can keep up with my kids. I can be there when they walk down the aisle. I can, you know, travel. Not to be so much tired kids. while you're doing, you know, other stuff at the house chores and all that. So you don't want to be tired while, you know, yes. the kids are in full of energy. <laughs> yes. Exactly. I want to be able to keep up, <laughs> yeah. you know, I want, to, I want to wait a little bit to have kids until I'm in my thirties and I don't want to be tired. I want to be able to keep up with them. So I think that's my ultimate like long-term goal with this. Yeah. That's a good goal to, you know, to be healthy all your life. That's the, you know, I've seen people 50, 55 years old and they look amazing because, you know, yes. they've been training so long <laughs> and they've been eating well. Yep. Agreed. I love that. I love when I see that. It motivates me. I'm like, yeah, so it I does, can. Yeah. If, if this person can do it, I can do it. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, I think uh, that wraps up the whole episode. Thank awesome. you so much for coming. 
And yes, uh, so what's, what's the best way to contact? So it, that's the Instagram, isn't it? So I can put it in the show notes. Yes. So the best way to reach me is my Instagram page. It's just alicia.hoy.fit. Yeah, we'll put the link on the, in the show notes. So if anyone listens to it, they can just click on the button straight goes to your app. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you so yeah. much, Alicia. Thanks for listening to the Fit Fact King podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe and leaving a review helps others find the podcast. Join us next time as we get the facts about getting fit.